Are you ready? Ready to release internal pain? To find confidence, clarity, and direction for your future? To live a life of meaning, fulfillment, and contribution? To trust your intuition again, but something's been holding you back? You've come to the right place. Welcome. I'm Ian Hawkins, the host and founder of the Grief Code podcast. Together, let's heal your unresolved or unknown grief by unlocking your grief code. As you tune in to each episode, you will receive insight into your own grief, how to eliminate it and what to do next. Before we start, I have one request. If any new insights or awareness land with you during this episode, please send me an email at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com and let me know what you found. I know the power of this work and I love to hear the impact these conversations have. Okay, let's get into it. Wow, what a fascinating chat with this fella, John McLucky. Now, the most fascinating part was before we hit record, there was a good connection. After the recording had finished, the connection was crystal clear. But during the recording, it's got big energy, John, and it kept dropping out, particularly on a number of incidents when I was asking him to share some of his stories of, of success stories uh, with elite athletes, uh, some stuff with his dad. And so I haven't even edited it yet. So we'll, we'll see if we can get some of that out. But if not, uh, you're still going to get a heap of value from the wisdom and the knowledge that John describes around hypnosis, mm. the difference between stage hypnosis that you might have seen on the TV, you might have been to an event where they're getting people to sleep, sleep and bark like a dog, crow like a chicken, whatever it is on stage, and the difference between that and clinical hypnotherapy and spiritual hypnotherapy and even talks and shares with us some stuff around past life regression hypnotherapy as well. If you are like me and you're fascinated with all this sort of stuff, you're going to absolutely love this. G'day, everyone, and welcome to this week's guest, John McClucky. How are you, John? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We've got there eventually. We've had a few technical issues uh, over a couple of different attempts at this, but we seem to have a clear signal now, which is good. You uh, you started off the conversation and we were talking about you had that fascination with the mind and, and watching the top sports teams. I think mm. back to my childhood and I was very similar. I used to watch football through a sort of unique lens and I was looking at how the teammates were getting along and particularly in the rep teams where they were maybe from – opposing teams and just seeing how they all interacted and, and that sort of thing as well. Um, is that how you viewed it or were you viewing, viewing it from a purely performance perspective? Um, at that stage, because I was only a kid, it was just a conversation that, that I had with my old man. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, it was just an interesting conversation and I, and I really took it on board. Yeah. And then um, there was a, there was a, really famous guy on TV called Darren Brown way back in the eighties and stuff. And he was a mentalist and he just yeah. fascinated me. So he just, he just got me hooked. I just, uh, he was, he's one of my idols. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so the sports side of things was, was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had a, a show here. It was going, it went by different names around the world, but Great Mysteries of the World, it was called in, in Australia. It was basically looking at the supernatural and the and the uh, the unknown and, and same sort of that same sort of fascination. It sounds similar, but for a bit of a different tag. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. So so as a kid, what what was the fascination? Like you, you wanted to know more about how the brain worked or untapped potential or like, do you, do you remember much about what the fascination was? Um, I just wanted to know how everything worked. Like I was, I was right into the body as well. Like I loved human biology mm. and I still do. It still, it still fascinates me. Yeah. And just the, just the mind and the body connection. Yeah. And then when I was growing up, they started, that's when NLP first started going on and, and the mind connection and, and how the brain works and the mind works and all that sort of stuff. So it was a real, it was a really good time if you were interested in learning all, all, all that sort of stuff. And it was, it was right at the, when I was a teenager, it was right when top sports teams were starting to visualize things and, and going through that kind of process. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah so it was cool. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So t- a good time to let everyone know exactly what it is you do. So just give everyone a bit of an a, uh, understanding of okay. what you do now, John. Okay. So I'm a I'm a professional hypnotherapist. So um, I'm a professional hypnotist. So I help I help people with all sorts of things, all sorts of things. Yeah. Yep. And it's a really fun and interesting career. Yeah, I bet. For the uninitiated who might have seen hypnosis, like on stage hypnosis, getting people to cluck like a chicken or whatever, like tell us a little bit about what it actually is, particularly from a clinical perspective. Yeah, yeah. The hypnotherapy or the stage stuff? Oh, you, have you done stage stuff as well? Because they're, they're two different forms, Yeah. Yes, I've learned in it and done dabbled a little bit in it. It's good fun. Yeah. Oh, firstly, yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let the secrets out. Firstly, <laughs> with the stage stuff, they're not actually asleep at all. They're fully conscious and aware. But yeah. yeah, but what we do is we just trigger the word sleep, and we click our fingers to sleep. But their body is just so relaxed, like it is. Honestly, it's the best feeling, and you'll never feel a better feeling them being really deeply under because what we're doing is we're, we're basically turning the central nervous system off. So we, wow. so we're getting the body to go and the same as Delta when you're asleep, whereas that, that's why they kind of slump and they go over like that because it feels so good, but they're fully mm-hmm. conscious and aware like they can hear everything. Yeah. Our, the worst case scenario for us is if somebody does go to sleep, if, if you watch the stage performers, every now and then there'll be somebody that does go to sleep and, and we'll just keep tapping on their shoulder and we'll just go, you're okay, just, uh, just stay there, you're okay, you're okay. Because they're no good to us. <laughs> but we can't have them waking up and going, oh, oh, because they'll just frighten They'll just frighten themselves. Yeah. So, so we just got to kind of just tap them, yeah. But what we Brilliant. do is because, because we want the illusion, because it's an illusion, Everything that, that that we do is real, like mm. then they're not acting or anything like that. But the illusion is that because the brain, its its two biggest senses is sight and hear. So when we when they hear the word sleep, 
and we click our fingers and they see a reaction, the people up in the crowd and the people watching it think that they're asleep, but they're not. So yeah, that's right. the that's the first fallacy. There's no hypnosis where they're asleep at all. They might be, they they might forget a little bit after the show because because it, it could be like a dream, yeah. or it, it could be like um, you know when somebody because in that we want them to lose all their inhibition. So it's kind of like the same as you know a person might be a very shy introverted person get a couple of bottles of wine in them with their girlfriends and stuff they could be thinking that they're Whitney Houston like <laughs> for two hours and they're having the time of their life yeah they might not remember what happened the next morning but they were still fully conscious and aware and they were they were just allowing it that's all so that part of their brain that was protecting them all the time just sort of just went on the back burner yeah so that's yeah. the stage kind of stuff yeah yeah the hypnotherapy, you don't actually go as deep as that um, because we're working on a different brainwave length. But there's no stage, there's no person on stage that can do the stage that'll get somebody to stop smoking. They can get them to stop smoking while they're on stage, but as soon as they're off stage, everything just resets back to how it was. Right. Whereas the... Whereas the hypnotherapy is longer term, so with the hypnotherapy we'll do we deal with the emotional side of things. So that's why a lot of people come and see us because medication's not working, or you know they're, they're going to the doctors over and over and over and over and over again. But if it's anxiety, anxiety's fear. You've got, you've got to work on the fear. You know, if it's if it's depression, well then that's grief. That's that's deep grief. You, you, you've got to work on the fear because it's getting stuck in the body there. So the hypnotherapy works on that, yeah, which is amazing, yeah. It's such a, it's such a cool job. Like you get somebody to come in, they've been smoking for 40 years and in 40 minutes the switch just turns off and they don't even feel like it anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. So I've, I have heard that a lot of the smoking is related to anxiety and it's like a coping mechanism. Is it like more more to it than it that? Can, it, it can be. Usually with smoking, it just forms into a habit. And, right. You know, they, they just don't even, they're not even conscious that they're smoking. They just find that they've got a smoke in their mouth because we we are habits. That's what we are. We're yeah, creatures right. of habits. And if that's yeah. been stuck in there for 10 or 20 years, yeah. So what we've got to do is we've got to get that connection in the brain that's formed that habit and break that connection. Yeah, Got and then make a new, then make a new connection. Mm. Love it. I actually saw a uh, a video the other day of the uh, the brain and new neural pathways being created, and and uh, and like what do yeah. I call them? Synapses joining or whatever. It's like it's oh, mate, and that's the sort of stuff you're doing. Mm. I imagine, yeah. That's what we're doing, yeah. And the way that we do it is is through suggestion and through our imagination. Mm. Yeah. The uh, the yeah, plasticity of the mind and the and the potential that that we have when we can make changes like that it's, it's mind blowing. Oh, it's amazing! Your your mind can either be your best friend or your worst enemy. <laughs> now, tell me, you got into this line of work? You said because you ended up in Australia because of a uh, fairly major life defining moment for you. So, tell us a little bit mm. about what happened there. So you grew up in New Zealand? Yep. 
born and raised in New Zealand for the first 30 years, um, had two sons, moved over to Australia, went through a marriage breakup, um, which is probably the healthiest breakup that anybody could ever have. So that was great. Um, yeah. yeah, my two boys moved over here with me. Um, that's because I'm, I met my new um, partner and it was just so great. It was such a, it was such a good experience to break up. Um, and it's, it's just getting a call. <laughs> yeah. Here's my kids. Yeah, it's okay. It's their friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, cause a lot of breakups are really bad and terrible and, and all the rest, <laughs> but it was probably about as, as good as it can get. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm very grateful for it. Very grateful. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be over here. Yeah, yeah. So good breakup, but I'm I'm conscious that you're going to know the answers to a lot of these things because of the work that you've done and how you've able to process it for other people. And I imagine you've done a fair bit of processing of your own stuff. But can you think back to that time? Even though it was a good breakup, was there still elements that showed up like uh, guilt, like what ifs, like all those sorts of things? No, I've done lots of work on myself. Huh. Yeah, yeah. No. The only guilt that I had was um, for my two boys. Um, but as soon as I talked to them, like, the, the, the guilt just evaporated, yeah. It's because I was communicating to them all the time and telling them what was going on and, and why it happened and all the rest of it, and, and, and they were okay. Kids are pretty resilient as long as you talk to them, yeah, and and just let them express all, all everything that they're going through, yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty good, yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from that, I I kind of I saw it as a new starting point in, in my life, not not an ending point, a new starting point. Mm. So I kind of spent a lot of time for myself and just searched myself. Yeah, I've 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 done so much healing and so much work on myself, like. Loads and loads and loads. Yeah. Mm. Even though I haven't had that much trauma. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's when when I actually invited you on. You said oh, I don't really feel like I've experienced grief and <laughs> and not really sure what I would talk about. But I think I've uh, processed it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But you you would also know, right? Is that it? It's not always the big dramatic event that people think it is that that creates the pattern that can be it can be just like small insignificant moments for the older people in that particular situation but it might be just a yeah. a sentence or a or a they witness something that that creates a pattern that that is not helpful when we get to adult years yeah totally yeah it's, it's, especially if it sticks if it sticks into the mind there it can create all all sorts of problems, yeah, later on. And and people don't even realise. That's where hypnosis is good because we can we can regress back to where the conscious mind can't actually remember things. Yeah, but oh it could just be one it could just be one sentence. You're right, you know. You could as a kid you could have a loved one that you really respect and then like it could be an auntie or something, and then you overhear her and she calls you fat or something like that. And that'll stick into that. That that might stick into that child's memory bank, but that'll affect the rest of their life and it'll it'll grow with them. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. amazing what happens. 
it's yeah, incredible. Really. So you're 100 percent right. Yeah, really is. So you said that that uh, the move to Australia and the breakup was was a pivotal moment because it actually took you into the training to for the work that you're doing now. So how did you go mm-hmm. from like did you move to Australia with work? Like how did you fall into that that the line of work that you do now? Because I was always interested in the mind, yes. I um. I started learning when I came over to Australia. I started learning um, NLP to begin with, which yep. I love. I, I absolutely love NLP. It's it's amazing. Um, but I but I had a feeling that there was more than NLP. You could go deeper. So then, um, but it was really good for healing myself. Oh, it was yep. amazing. Um, yeah. And. And I think it's the best maintenance that anybody can do. It's it's just the best. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I wanted to I wanted to go I wanted to go deeper because I wanted results quicker. Um so that's when I thought and I was thinking, what would I really like to do? What would I really enjoy doing? And then um, the universe just put it all together and then there was a clinical hypnotherapy course and I looked for them all over Australia. And this was the most thorough one that I could do. It was the only one where they they said they're going to make us do a full session in front of the whole class. So they're going to actually hold us accountable. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Put the pressure on me to actually do it and perform because a lot of people do so many courses. But then when it comes to the doing, they they shun and they're like, oh, yeah, they, they don't have any confidence. So this course actually made people get up on stage in front of everybody in a nice, safe environment and just yep. practice and just practice and practice and just practice. Yeah. So that's how I got my clinical therapy. And then as part of that, they, they did past life aggression, which is which is super fun. Um, yeah, and, and then from oh, – I've, I've done so much training – and then there's a lady, Dolores Cannon, and I've done the QHHT um, training, which I'm, I'm really lucky to do that. Um, so I do the clinical hypnosis and I do the spiritual hypnosis, which are two completely different forms of hypnosis. And then the stage hypnosis is completely different as well. So so it just depends on on, on what people want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man, I've got so many questions. Um, uh-huh. Can can you just share the difference between the the uh, clinical and the spiritual hypnosis? Okay, cool. So um, the clinical side of things works on one specific thing. So if somebody comes in for anxiety, um, well then I won't work on anxiety, depression, stop smoking, um, you know, habits, relationship problems. Like I. I can't do that in forty in forty minutes or an hour. Like, yep. it's just unrealistic. Yep. Um, whereas in the spiritual ones, they take longer. So I can work on that because I'll give somebody a whole day to work on everything in their life. Oh, nice. So, so the clinical is more specific. It's it's very quick. It's it's working on them. It's working on. If there's any trauma, it's basically finding where the trauma is because the trauma gets stuck in the body somewhere. Yep. And then it's finding where the trauma comes from and then releasing the trauma and, and closing the hole up. 
So an instance of that would be if somebody's scared of flying, they're not... 99% of the time, they're not actually scared of flying. There, there could be many reasons, but a lot of people are control freaks because if they think that it's going to go down, well, then they're going to be out of control. And, and, and if, you know, they, they just have an anxiety attack like that. Yeah. So then what we do is we find out why they're scared of flying or a lot of people are claustrophobic they'll have a panic attack because they feel so tight because they're in a plane. So then what we do is in hypnosis, we'll actually go, we'll actually go back to, to when they felt that feeling. And a lot of the times they might be stuck in an elevator or their brother might be sitting on their chest, just playing innocently or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So then we've got to release that, break the connection in there and, and then they can fly again. So the last one I did, that was a control freak. He actually went back onto a, and he was a kid and he was on a roller coaster and he, he was only like seven or eight years old and he just freaked out and felt out of control. Yeah. So ever since then, like even driving, he will not let anybody else drive. He's got to drive because he's got to be in control because when he's in control, he feels safe. But in an airplane, he's not allowed to fly the airplane. So he, so he freaks out because he doesn't trust anybody, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Control. Yeah, so that's the that's the clinical side of things. Yeah, so on the clinical side of things, if, if somebody's working on grief or depression, well, then we just find it where it's stored in the body because it takes a lot of energy to hold that, and 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 we just release we, we release that energy. Yeah, whereas a, in a spiritual setting, they might so if so if it's a a. A son, a son or a daughter that's that's died, that's passed over. In a yep. spiritual setting, they might go into hypnosis spontaneously, but they might see their son or their daughter. Yep. So, so then I, I just hold space for them. So then that they can go and have a really good conversation with them and and express how much they miss them and they love them and and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's getting released that way, but that can be. Oh my God, that can be one of the most healing things you can ever do in your whole life is that. And just making sure that they're okay. Yeah. Because depending on what people believe in, if they're spiritual or not spiritual, but you know, that they might see their son and then I'll be asking their son questions like, what do you do there? You know, where do you go? What's happening there? Are you okay? Are you happy? Yeah. So it can bring it can bring a hell of a lot of relief to to people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So so it's just a bit different. It's just yeah, different. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, now, like I said to you before, I go just like wherever the sort of nudges take me. That that yeah, yeah. sort of showed up in the liver, right? So so what would be when you talked about the spiritual side, and you said, "Oh, it depends on people's beliefs." Have you had people challenge you? before on the on the spiritual hypnosis around what or or spiritual nah, beliefs really. in general no nah, there's there's no point in challenging me there's like why would they challenge me like um okay well let me word it another way have you had people that have been skeptical and maybe lack some belief in uh 
in some of the processes that you've taken. I don't through. really, I, I don't really attract them. Okay. Like what about back in the um, old days, like early days, right when you're first learning the craft? Not, not really. No, they, they don't seem to bug me. They seem to, um, because I'm so honest. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not trying to change somebody's belief systems. I'm, I'm going with the client. So if the client doesn't believe it, well then I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do a spiritual session on them. I'd, yeah. I'd just stick to a clinical one. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm the first one to admit that, I, like, I've got no answers at all. Like, I don't know how it works. I don't, I, I don't know how the universe works or anything like that, but that's what people come in for some sessions to find out that stuff. Yeah. yeah I just right. facilitate them so then they can find their own answers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just a dodo. Like, I just say, I'm just a dough. I'm so simple. Like, I'm a caveman. Like, yeah. And, and as you were talking, I just do what I, I do. <laughs> as you were talking, I wonder if it was actually, I was tuning into the sort of energy that you would be faced with if, if people are looking for bigger answers and you're, and you're just letting them find it themselves. I imagine that could, could create some frustration uh, within that's people. That's what the, um, that's what the QHHT sessions are for. So, that's a different form of hypnosis. So, that goes for about four or five hours um, and they're under for, for a couple of hours. But what we do is um, we really get into the intuition side of things. So people will come in with a big list of questions like, and that, and they can be any questions from, from real basic questions to, to universal questions. Yeah. But then what, then what we do is they, they get so deep that, we actually sort of get right into their subconscious or, or their um, intuition. And then I just ask their, their intuition, the questions, but they're answering their own questions. So the conscious mind is, is there, but it's kind of in the back seat. So people, pe- people get their own answers to, to life. Yes. Yeah, but that's right. a different form of hypnosis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that uh, old adage that you've got everything you need inside you is true, right? It's just about having processes to actually tap into Access the it. internal wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows instinctively what's right and what's wrong and, and things like that. And, yeah. And, and why they're, and why they're hanging on to things. And yeah. 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 What, what I love is, um, how much the screen behind you lit up when you were doing that last little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a uh, halo. Strange, <laughs> honestly, strange things happen all the time. I, I believe it. After trying to get you on a call and, and the line kept dropping out and the, and the delay and we couldn't get a picture, <sighs> mate, I, yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> yeah, funny um, things happen all the time, yeah, especially yeah, in my office. I bet. Oh, go yeah, on! That's really cool. Yeah, tell us a good, tell us a good uh, weird shit that's happened in the office. The the weirdest thing is, yeah. um, I had a client and they were channeling um, ETs from the Pleiades, and um, they were full on channeling for about a good hour and a quarter. Yeah, and she didn't remember much. She was still conscious. Um, but it had a lot to do with with her life and her and her soul journey and stuff like that. And then, um, and then when she got out of the chair and she left, I looked at the chair and there was this perfect, 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 perfect alien face in the chair. Like <laughs> it was 
perfect like, <laughs> no like way. to graze yeah, yeah. I, I took yeah. A, I took a photo of it and, and it's on my Facebook feed and stuff like it, I was just like whoa <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was just like man yeah fuck? yeah totally 100 that's, that's better than any crop circle oh it was way better than a crop circle I just <laughs> I just like wow that's incredible yeah yeah and another thing um this lady, she started chanting as well. And because we record the sessions, if they weren't recorded, and as soon as she started recording, oh, my God, her recorder just went crazy. Like, just crazy. You couldn't hear anything. Like, it was just added. Like, the energy that came through was just right. Yeah. Yeah, until, until the very second that she stopped channeling it, and then it went back on online again, just normal. I get the same thing when I'm talking to people with big energy, which is wasn't surprising when I spoke to you that it was the same thing was happening. It's like the screen freezes, uh, the mm. uh, can't get a connection, like all sorts. Yeah, that sort of static sort of thing. And then, and then as the healing happens, it's like then everything on the screen calms down as well. Yeah, it's incredible the down, impact. Yeah, because yeah, we're. I mean, you probably have a better way to explain this than me, but we, we are effectively a, a living, breathing electromagnetic field, right? Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's part of it. Mm. Yeah. So how do you how do you make sense of that to the people listening of, of like what that means to them in everyday life? Well, I don't know how, how it means to them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. How do you how do you um how do you give it some some logical layman's terms so that they may have an understanding of of uh, of the deeper level of how they're they're being within the body or, or outside of the body, whatever comes to mind. Okay, so so with energy, that's that's basically what it is. So if somebody's and the way that I put this is if somebody's if somebody doesn't resonate with you, you can go and you can go into an office environment or something, and there could be one person there, and you just and you just get the chills or something. You're just like, I don't know what it is about this dude. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, but then there's other times where you, where you just click with someone, and you're just like, oh, but that's because there's something going on inside you that's saying, stay away from this dude. Like, just like he's bad news. Just stay away. Yeah. Whereas the other one is like, oh, they're so nice and they're so, they're, they're so bubbly. And another way that I put it is because we hold our emotions within us, it expresses on the outside. So you can tell if somebody's a grumpy old bastard. Like they're, they're, they're just grumpy. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. It's because they've got so much anger inside them that it's turned into resentment and now it's churning into bitterness and that bitterness is going to show on their face. Mm. Like they're pissed yeah. off with the world. So it, does, so it doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. So that's, that's their energy because, it, because the emotion of anger and everything is just the energy in there. Yeah. But it's turned into a physical symptom. Mm. Mm. And then that makes me think of one of the things you learn in NLP, right, is how much of rapport – is an unconscious connection and and that's yeah. kind of what you're describing there right like it's it's the energy you bring to that connection before you even open your mouth before they even see your body language yeah yeah 
It's interesting, yeah. Oh, eternally. Now, you've done a heap of this training. You've, what, you said you're only, is it one of only three people? No. What was it? You one of only three, that? mate. Well, one, one of only three males. So, and the QHHT stuff, um, a lady called Dolores Cannon created it. Um, yeah. At the top level, the, the top, top, top level, um, out of the 150-odd thousand practitioners, I think there's about 35 of us around the world that, that have done the, that done the elite ones, yeah. Yeah, wow. You know, I'm, yeah, there's, there's only three males, so of us, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to charge the battery because my battery's going flat. Right. You keep, Hopefully it you works. Keep doing, you keep doing that while I'll... Uh... Why, uh, why yeah, I ask a question? Um, are you going to be able to charge while you got the headphones in? Yeah. Hopefully it charges. Yeah. I won't know that. It's either going to charge or it's just going to go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get through whatever we need to get through. I'm sure. Now, now, yeah. John, you strike me as a uh, a really humble guy, as someone that's pretty uh, unassuming, and you just kind of just do what you do. Yeah. But everything you've described to me is like it's mind-blowing work. It's powerful work, and you, you would know that from the impact you're having on people's lives and, and the feedback they give you. You you mentioned that fascination yeah. and that sporting background. Have you done any work in the in the professional sports space? Yeah, so that was um, that was actually one of the highlights of my whole clinical career. Um, I worked with a lady, and she broke a world record. Um, and won the world championship, yeah. So, and I'll I'll, I'll never forget that. She, she went over to Manchester, and um, oh, I was I was just so happy to be part of her team. She she texted me as as soon as yeah. she won it and and broke the record and oh we did it we did it oh I was so I was just so proud of her. I was yeah I was I just shed a tear for it because because I know how much work they put into it and and my job was just to, to just to work a little bit on the, on the mindset and. And you know, with family and all that sort of stuff, and and just getting the little, it's the little one percenters that make all the the big huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So I was just so I was just so happy for it. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, I, I work with a lot of sports people that were professional sports people, and they've either got injured or they've lost their contract because man, they go they go spiraling real fast. All of yeah, a sudden. Wow. All, all of a sudden, they've gone to a somebody, to a nobody. Like their managers don't want to have anything to do with them. You know, the AFL or the NRL just just ditch them because they're, they're nothing anymore. Yeah. So so they spiral really fast. I'm, I've had quite a few of them. Mm. They're on these big oh, contracts, man. and all of a sudden, then they're, they're on no contracts. They're on no money. Yeah. And it's uh, like a lot of the systems, right? They just chew them, chew them up and spit them out. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me that when you were young that you were like you were looking at sports people and you are fascinated by the mind. That yeah. moment with the, with the athlete winning the, uh, the gold medal or breaking the world record, sorry, whatever it was, um, that, that must have been a real uh, – surreal moment of like wow like that actually just happened can you remember yeah. like having any of those thoughts you had thoughts about her obviously but having any of those sort of thoughts on reflection about that how 
what a pivotal moment that was for your life as well. I was just so stoked for her. Like, yeah. yeah. Like those athletes, the top elite athletes, they're crazy. <laughs> they're just crazy. Like they, they just live and breathe it and are so dedicated, spend 24 hours a day, right down to weighing grams of food and their, their water intake, their training, everything is so calculated. Yeah, so I was just so I was just so happy for her, and because she was a cyclist as well, so it was only a sh- it was only a short, um, it was only a short event. <clears throat> yeah, so breaking the world record, you're you're talking like one hundredths of a second count, and yeah, and that kind of sport. Yeah, yeah. So they just have to be switched on, right from go. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So I was, I was just so, I was just so happy. I was just so happy for her. Yeah, 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 and and again, I'll, I'll come back to that. Uh, what I said before, I asked that question was just how humble and unassuming that you are. Surely, at some point in those quieter moments when you have time to reflect, you, you must be also pretty proud of just how much you've grown and, and the skills that you've developed and the the ability that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I think it's important to re- to reflect every now and then. Yeah, and and just remember, like a lot of people don't reflect. They're always looking. They're always looking forward to to the next project or the next goal or whatever. But I think every now and then you've got. It's really healthy to reflect and see the person that you were and how far you've actually come. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Can you? Uh... Share a little bit about past life regression because more often than not, on these calls when I'm working, when I'm having a conversation with one of these interviews on someone who's lost someone, they all have had an experience where they've where they've had a moment of confirmation that, that their loved one is there with them. Um, yeah. and I know that's a stretch for some people to hear, but I'd, I'd be fascinated to hear the work that you do in that space and, and the, uh, yeah, and the impact that's had for people. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they're so much fun. Yeah. The, um they're just fun and they're so curious and it's good when they go back to a past life even if they feel like it's fantasy or mm. imagination or whatever it, it doesn't matter because yeah. it's the story that evokes the emotions and it's up to the client whether they decide what they saw or what happened is real or not real but even um i'll tell you my story yeah with one because because we have to practice so like I had a past life regression done on myself and um, I'll never forget my oldest daughter when she was born after about two or three weeks. And I remember, I remember holding her and looking in her eyes and she was petrified, absolutely petrified. That, that was the feeling that I got. And I thought, cause my grandmother just died and, and we've got similar eye shapes. And I was like, Oh my God, I wonder if that's my grandmother. Like, just a fleeting thought. I was like, I wonder if that's my grandmother. Wow. But but then years after, I, I learned the past life regression, but I went back to being in World War One, Yeah. And, yeah, which is, yeah, and I didn't want to fight, but because I was older, um, I had a lot of experience. So I was kind of running away and stuff, 
because I was in my 40s and then they came and tracked me down and I, and I had to go. So I had to leave my family and stuff like that. But in the, in the main scene, I'll never forget this, I was in the trenches and I remember just waiting for the whistle. I was, we were third, third or fourth trench back and we're just waiting for the whistle and I knew that we were all going to die. I just knew it. Hmm. And so it was just a horrible experience. And I'll never forget this. I, I remember because I was the captain of them because I was the oldest one. That, that's the only reason. But I remember looking down the line and there were only 15, 16, 17-year-old boys. Like they were just so young. Hmm. And, and I, remember, I remember looking to the one next to me and he was only about 16. And I remember I, I saw his eyes and it was my daughter's eyes. Whoa. I was like, oh, my, I was like, oh my God. And he was petrified. And I'll never forget this. I said, um, I said, it's okay because we're, we're all going to die together. We're, we're, we're just going to do it all as a team. Yeah. And I said, just pop off as many as, as you can. And you, you, and I promise him you'll, you'll be fine, mate. So then I remember and it was our turn and the whistle came. And uh, it was so funny, like, he, he got shot pretty early and I kept on going and I got shot right in the heart. But I'd actually left the body bef- before the body dropped. So huh. I didn't actually feel anything. Yeah. And I remember I remember floating over to the guy who shot me and I was like, thumbs up to him because I was like, oh, man, that was a good shot. Like, you're good. Like, <laughs> like you're awesome, mate. <laughs> like, you nailed me. Yeah. Trippy. But then I – yeah, but then I realized in that session when we were – when I was – when I was um, talking to my angels and guides and all that sort of stuff, like, like why they showed it to me and what's that got to do with my life and stuff, they said that's because that boy felt so safe with you. He wanted you to be his dad in this life, but he wanted to be a girl because you'll be even more protective. Whoa. And I was like, wow, it just made so much sense. And and she came out and she was really scared. And she was scared for for like a year or two. She was just scared of everything. Yeah. But it was me that was protecting her and telling her it's all right, it's okay. And all that. yeah. So it just makes a hell of a lot of sense to people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when, when things present that don't make any sense, which is so much of our life, anything that can actually give us some comfort and, and understanding is just so, uh, yeah, so comforting, right? Yeah, so yeah. comforting, yeah. And, and it heals a lot of stuff too, you know, like people mm-hmm. – People might be scared of the water, you know, and they, there's no conscious reason why, no yeah. conscious at all, but nothing to do with this life. But, but they could have drowned in, in a previous life. But then as soon as we get that, get the understanding, get the learning, clear all the emotional stuff behind it, and then all of a sudden they're not scared of water anymore. They're fine. So it's <laughs> so pretty cool. cool. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's what I said. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to make people believe in it, because I don't know how it works. Even if it's fantasy, I'm like, who cares? If it, it works, works yeah. just do it. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. And and I say the same thing every time when this sort of stuff comes up. Like, well, why would you not want to believe that something that's that's going to work, that's going to make you feel better, that's going to give you a connection yeah. with maybe someone who's who's left or someone who's still here? Um, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. They're, they're, they're my favourite sessions is when people – go on hypnosis and they see a lot 
and they see one of their loved ones like that's crossed over. Oh, yeah. oh it's yeah. just the best. It's yeah. just the best. Yeah, but because yeah. they can because they can express, you know, even mm. if they're angry at leaving, like I just hold space for them and just let them just say whatever they want to say. And if they're angry, well, then just tell them that you're pissed off with them for leaving. Yeah, yeah. like they're right there for you. Like, like, yeah. you know, you're in a safe environment, so just let them have it. And yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, are, you, are both your parents still living? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm lucky because my, my parents had me when they were really young. So they were only 18 and 16 when they had me. So my oh, old man's, wow. I think he's like 65 or something. So, yeah. Well, so have you, like, have you had those conversations about the, the, you know, you were asking these questions of your dad when you were quite young and then the journey that's taken you on? Yeah, he's a good, he's, he's a good man. He's only young. So he, he was actually the first one that I called when um, the, the world record was broken because I, I knew how stoked he'd be. Yeah. yeah. But, all, but all the past life regret and stuff, that just goes straight over his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not into that stuff. He's just like, what? <laughs> and that's okay. What, what about I'm, though? I'm, the... I'm simple, but I think he's more simple than me. Yeah. <laughs> but what about um, those, that, those first conversations? Because you said you, you actually asked him. You started asking him curious questions about the mind and that sort of stuff. Do you remember what answers he actually gave you that sort of piqued that curiosity? Yeah, because he was he was always interested because he's quite strong. He's quite strong minded. Like a, he's quite a determined bugger, and um, and he always said, if you really set your mind to something, well, then you can achieve it. Yeah, so it really plants a, a lot of things in there yeah so and and then he, and then he showed me examples of world champions and 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 sporting figures and sporting icons and and stuff like that yeah the the, the elite players and things like that yeah and then we'll watch things like darren brown together and yeah and mentalist shows and stuff like that and and paul mckenna paul mckenna was was back because he had a real the Paul McKenna hypnosis show, which was the entertainment stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so it all kind Very of just cool. clicked for me really. Yeah. I just followed, I just followed the universe and before you know it, you're doing something that, that, that you never even thought that was possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm liking it and, and loving uh, it. Yeah. 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 And I, it's good. I, fun. I love it's actually easy. It's really easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not complicated. Yeah. If it was complicated, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I love that. And uh, that's a good lesson for all the listeners who maybe spend a lot of their time complicating things and overthinking things and, Has it gone and again? trying to make things more than they are. Um, so, so just to uh, finish up, the let website. people know where they can find you and, and your links and so on. Okay, so the best thing is my website, um, goldcoast-hypnotherapy.com.au or just Google my name and 
you'll you'll find me. There's not many John McLucky hypnotherapists around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, cool. I'm a unicorn for, for that. Mm. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on and being so patient through the uh, challenges that we've had through through getting the connection. Uh, I feel sorry for you for, for, for having to edit it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get someone else to do that stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, your, your energy is huge, right? You've obviously uh, the system's having trouble coping with it. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing so much wisdom and it's fascinating line of work. I really appreciate you investing this time in the, in the uh, interview, mate. Thank you. Pleasure anytime, and and thanks for having me. It's, You're welcome. It's been awesome. So thank you so much. Anytime, mate. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com you can also stay connected with me by joining the grief code community at ianhawkinscoaching.com forward slash the grief code and remember so that i can help even more people to heal please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform